0: This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry.
1: Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. Welcome to the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Week in Review for the week ending August twentieth, two 2010. These are the stories you should be paying attention to this week. Our top stories offer insights on emerging federal regulations that affect privacy and security. Accounting for disclosures of patient information from electronic health records will prove to be, quote, a very daunting challenge, says a representative of the agency working on writing the requirement. As it prepares a rule spelling out requirements for providing patients with an accounting of disclosures of information from EHRs to those outside the organization that created the records, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services' Office for Civil Rights hopes to put the onus on electronic health records vendors, according to Adam Green, senior health information technology and privacy specialist with the office. The rule, he says, likely will include specific requirements for how EHR software must accommodate those disclosures. In that way, some of the difficulties involved in reporting disclosures will be eased for healthcare organizations, he contends. Green's comments came August 16th at the 2010 Legal EHR Summit in Chicago. The event was sponsored by the American Health Information Management Association. Now the Office for Civil Rights left the disclosure accounting requirement out of its recently released final rules for the Medicare and Medicaid EHR Incentive Payment Program, saying it needed more time to work on the details. In July, the Deputy Director for Privacy at the Office of Civil Rights said the office would issue a disclosure accounting rule later this year. Now, I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our week in review.
0: Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the healthcareinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit healthcareinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars.
1: Welcome back. In other news this week, a committee that advises federal regulators on healthcare information technology policies has approved detailed recommendations for how and when to obtain patient consent for the exchange of their electronic health records. But these recommendations stop short of endorsing an opt-in or opt-out approach to consent. Instead, they spell out what constitutes meaningful consent using either approach, including a requirement that patients be educated about their options. In the opt-in model, patients have to explicitly give their consent for data to be exchanged. In the opt-out model, patients are assumed to have granted their consent unless they do opt out. On August 19th, the Health IT Policy Committee approved a final revised set of recommendations from a privacy and security Tiger team that has been meeting all summer to address issues related to the exchange of records. Next, David Blumenvall, National Coordinator for Health Information Technology in the Department of Health and Human Services, will determine whether to use the recommendations in proposed federal policies which HHS ultimately would have to approve. Finally, in this week's featured interview, Attorney Catherine Rowe says a key step in preventing breaches is to create clear rules for where protected health information can be stored, including strict guidelines for when it can be placed on laptops or portable media. Rowe advises provider organizations to one, consider encrypting portable devices and media as an important way to prevent breaches. Two, to create a team that would be involved in responding to any breaches that do occur. Three, to regularly revisit all security safeguards to ensure they're adequate. And finally, to update risk assessments whenever there's a change in business practices, new technology is implemented, or the region served grows. That's it for this week's Week in Review. For more news, blogs, and interviews, please go to www.healthcareinfosecurity.com. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. Have a great week.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit
1: www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.